Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome to the live mic. I am Lee Lonsberry. A special episode of today's program. We are focusing the entire first hour uh, on race relations in Utah. As you have been listening to this radio station throughout the morning, uh, the individuals who host these programs here on this radio station, we have dedicated entirely throughout this morning uh, the the content and the airwaves to having a conversation which doesn't happen often enough and in light of current circumstances around the country is very necessary. And we now are learning that uh, we need to sit down together. We need to sit down together and ask each other questions. We need to understand better what uh, you and I ought be doing to create a more healthy and communicative environment. Uh, Let me tell you how this hour is going to go. We're going to commence uh, this hour speaking with the first chief security officer of the University of Utah, a gentleman named Marlon Lynch, someone we spoke to way back in December before he had assumed this new position. Uh, And we later on are going to speak with a friend of mine. Her name's Libby. She is a, a white woman who has adopted a a black daughter. She and her husband are transracial adoptive parents here in the state of Utah. We'll find out about that experience and what lessons you and I can learn together. And then we'll be speaking to someone who has been the driving force behind this effort here at KSL, someone who has helped us make connections and speak with folks and uh, learn lessons that we didn't even know we needed learning. And that is Adrian Andrews, the Chief Diversity Officer at Weber State University. And finally, In this hour, we will wrap up with a conversation uh, with a therapist here in the state of Utah, an African-American woman who specializes in race issues, racial issues here in Utah. And uh, so let me just ask uh, back in the studio, is Mr. Lynch ready for us? Outstanding. Uh, Mr. Lynch, let me welcome you back to the program. If you remember, uh, you and I last had the occasion to speak in December. That was when you were in New York still on your way to Utah. You've had now uh, a few months to settle in and get the lay of the land. How does Utah strike you so far? Uh, So far, so far, so good. Um, Actually, my departure from New York was fairly timely, as we all know now, considering (laughs) how severely uh, COVID-19 impacted New York City specifically. And being here, um, you know, obviously we're transitioning as well as I'm wearing my my gaiters so I can uh, transition as needed as I engage with people. Um, but uh, it's great. I'm, I'm enjoying Salt Lake City, enjoying the amount of sunshine. 
Outstanding. Utah is not a state known for its large African-American communities. Your professional background has placed you in New York City, in Chicago, and elsewhere, areas with significantly larger black communities. How have you, sir, as an African-American gentleman yourself, how have you felt those differences since coming to Utah, if you have at all? Well, you, I mean, you feel it because it's it's very obvious. I mean, it's, it's um, not uncommon for me to be uh, you know, maybe uh, only one of a handful of uh, people of color in, in the room. Um, but having said that, I have felt it to be welcoming as, as well, uh, both the, uh, the African-American community um, as well as the, the majority community. It's, it's that way. But you're right um, for the fact that there's not much representation here. It's um, in comparison, um, very, it's readily apparent. Again, we're speaking with Marlon Lynch, a chief safety officer at the University of Utah, relatively new resident here in the state of Utah. Uh, let me ask you this, sir. Have the demographics of the state of Utah uh, and the university, have they changed your approach to your line of work at all? Um, it's, it's an impact to the line of work. You know, as, as we talk about systemic issues, uh, one of the systemic issues is representation within public safety Um of, you know, from the people of color, uh, the community, various communities. And so it's, it makes it difficult from a recruiting uh, component with that, not means, you know, that's definitely not an excuse for it, but it just makes the approach uh, more intentional when we talk about not only uh, racial and ethnic diversity, but gender as well. So it, it does have an impact with that. Um, it is uh, something where it is definitely top of mind and a priority for, for the university and consequently as for me as well in my capacity. Sure. As you have observed the, the protests and the demonstrations which have taken place here in Utah, specifically in Salt Lake City, has that at all impacted your approach to the job? Does it reveal anything here in Utah that needs fixing? Well, it's not just Utah, right? Uh, this is, um, it's global. Sure, it. sure. And yeah, and the and, and the fixing, you know, I'm, I'm for, fortunately I I am in a position to have a positive impact on, on that amount of change. And uh, part of the reason that I'm here is that um, there has to be change that occurs with the housing. Well, if I'm if I'm not needed, I'm going to go back to the live mic. So I will say. <laughs> I'm sorry. It seems as though we were. <laughs> We're still getting the, the the kinks worked out here in this video conferencing thing. Oh, I'll, okay. I'll All right. Um, so I, I think that in my capacity, again, I have the ability to to have a positive impact and to influence the change that is ready and necessary to occur specifically here. And I have felt that from from my colleagues as well that are that are here in uh, in Salt Lake City and in Utah. If you could. If you could speak to Utahns right now who are really for the first time grappling with questions like this of race relations, what would you, sir, from your experience across the country and now you coming here to Utah, what would you say to them? Um, you know, I, I would say that it um, this is the time for it. The momentum is there. Um, growing up in Chicago, having experienced it personally myself, also professionally in, in participating in uh, protests on the, you know, as a police officer, um, standing on the steps of the state Capitol as, you know, members of the, uh, the Klan are marching behind me and, and calling me all types of names. And meanwhile, I'm there to protect them. Um, 
having to have conversations with, you know, my friends regarding how could I be a police officer, be involved in law enforcement, considering what we grew up with and, and how we are still dealing with today. And even having conversations with my two teenage boys in regards to how we have to act under certain circumstances and that, um, unfortunately, our conduct and behavior may be viewed differently under the same or similar circumstances, some of your friends. So um, Utah, it's here. Uh, we have to deal with it. I think we have a great opportunity actually to be an example of doing it the proper way. And, and let's not miss this opportunity to have this positive impact on the level of change that's needed. Marla Lynch. I wish we had more time to chat. I'm sorry that we have to say goodbye. Let's connect, though, uh, again in the future and continue this conversation. My guest, Marlon Lynch, first chief safety officer at the University of Utah. Sir, thanks again. Thank you. We're going to take a, a quick break. When we return here, we'll be joined by a friend of mine, Libby Mitchell. She, a white woman, uh, is the adoptive mother of a black daughter. We'll learn about their experience and uh, what lessons they can share with the rest of us and how we can be bettered from their experience. That's ahead on Live Mike, this special hour on KSL News Radio relating to race relations here in the state of Utah. That's ahead on KSL News Radio. <laughs> 